For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How are you? Welcome to another episode, a Super Bowl episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac, what's up, man? What, what's happening, bro? You, you you at the site, ain't you? Doc, I got boots on the ground here in L.A., man. Um, it's a very special time here in Los Angeles, man. It's a lot of events going on, uh, a lot of media relations that are happening, but nothing bigger than the actual game that's getting ready to start in about uh, what would you say about uh, what 30 hours yeah, from now? Like we'll be that. getting yeah. ready to kick off. Uh, so the teams are really finishing up their, their their final, putting on their final touches for this game. And so it's looking like an exciting game. I think the people in the town is exciting. Never seen so many people in Inglewood, California, Doc. You know, it's a lot of folk here, man. They have come down on the hood. You know, Inglewood is, is alive and well. Now, talking about being alive and well, the, the Rams got a couple of players coming back who are alive and well. Finally, man, hey, look, the final injury report is out. The Rams getting Daryl Henderson back, so that's going to give them the three-headed monster with the running back. He's playing. And Sebastian Joseph Day is back. That's huge. Now, Note Bloom and Tyler Higby have been officially considered out. That's huge because Tyler Higby is a baller, and Note Bloom, we need him, so we're going to miss them. But talk about, man, the Rams and where they are the fact that Daryl Henderson is coming back and we're getting Sebastian Joseph Day, adding him to a defensive line that's already been balling anyway. Well, I think with the addition of uh, Daryl Henderson, you know, like you said, that 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 puts us in a position to have a three-headed monster at the running back position. But, Doc, you know, he hasn't played for a while, so he'll have to get reacclimated to the speed of the game once again. I think bigger than any of those guys being the, the addition of Joseph Day, I mean, I think he gives – and what, you know, what he was known for was giving Aaron Donald a break. You know, we would see Aaron Donald on the sideline for at the beginning of some series. Uh, just he was getting rest. So 
I feel like uh, when Joseph Day comes back in, Aaron Donald can go back to what he's used to doing, taking a break probably mid-third quarter and then having enough gas to finish the game. So I think that within itself is big for us. And just talking about, man, this Super Bowl 56, bro, that's just it, that's environment. You've been in this environment yeah. a couple of times as a player. Now, you there as, you know, a Hall of Famer. I'm, damn, you, I, you, you're, at your, you're at your first Super Bowl as a Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah. I am, man. Yeah, so right. How is that different, bro? Tell me how that's different, bro. It's different, man. I mean, from the standpoint, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of your time is, is being requested. And I try to oblige just about everyone that I can. But, you know, we can't keep them all happy. Doc, that's the way of life. But it's fun, man. Just seeing all the guys. Uh, we did the, the Merlin Olsen uh, luncheon yesterday, which was phenomenal. Got to see about 60 uh, gold jackets in the room. Uh, some teammates, Orlando Pace, uh, Jackie Slater, and uh, Jack Youngblood, guys who have played in the in the blue and gold. So uh, it's fun, and, and particularly being in your city where the Super Bowl is being held, held and your team is participating in it, Doc, I think that's the perfect storm. Now, we just need the Rams to go out and play Ram football, really, for this party afterwards and be what it's supposed to be. Now, talking about what is Rams football, man, now we know they need to take care of the, uh, take care of the rock. Don't be giving it up. Matthew Stafford, don't be giving up any bunnies. But I've been saying all week, and I'm pretty sure you have as well. The Rams got to commit to the run, man. I mean, even if they ain't get, even if they ain't getting a lot of yards, they got to commit to the run so that play action can work and we can, you know, get the boot and all that going. So, what is Rams football to you? Because we can count on Aaron Donald doing what the hell he gonna do. But when people say Rams football, what is it, bro? Well, you know, I think Jackie Slater he described it best. I mean, yesterday at the luncheon. You know, he talked about being pedal to the metal, uh, taking position, taking ground, uh, moving forward, being innovative like the offense is, but at the same time, dictating the flow of the game, making sure that you're the lead dancer in everything that we do from a special team standpoint, an offensive standpoint, and a defensive standpoint. So just making sure that you're not really reacting, but you're causing a response from the opponent that you're playing. To me, that's Rams football, Doc. Now, let's talk about the pressure the Rams got to feel, man. And, hey, look, bro, they did all of this not just to get here. They gave up all them draft picks and made all them moves to win the Super Bowl. Cincinnati, on the other hand, we talked about it, bro. They they just their money. Ain't nobody expect them to be there, bro. And they, they got some players you got to deal with. But do you think the Rams have more pressure to win this Super Bowl? Well, we know they got more pressure than Cincinnati. Cincinnati is already a, an accomplished season for them anyway. But having that pressure on you that you're going to be defined whether you, whether you, you know, you got to win this game. You can't lose it. So you think that pressure is something that they feel and they, and they pay attention to? Well, winning and losing this game, Doc, it puts the Los Angeles Rams in a very unique position. Let's say you win this game. Now, 31 other teams in the league, they're trying to mimic what you did to get to this point. So they'll probably be looking for free agents that are probably in the last year of their contract. But, but are still highly productive. They may try to, you know, emulate what the Rams have done. Now, on the flip side, if it doesn't happen, you know, you're the GOAT for the next two weeks of uh, a lot of bad commentary coming from a lot of talking heads, a lot of podcasts, and people are just shooting darts at you the whole time. So um, a lot's riding on this game tonight, not only for the players themselves, but for the management and everybody that put this team together. And I know what you mean when you say the goat. That means the scapegoat. Put all sin on the scapegoat. scapegoat. Send his ass away from here, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, an innocent goat. Put an it innocent on him. goat. Send him out here. Send him on right. up out of here, man. So I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, bro. But just yeah. this matchup, man, and 
and what we got and what we can bring to it. Hey, you know, I'm one of those. We got to uh, we got to get a bang of some credit, man, because Joe Burrow, bro, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins and some of them dudes on the defense. Now, they all Joe. It, it, I can't forget about the running back, Joe yeah. Mixon. Talk about how dangerous they are because they coming in here, like we said, with house money. And they coming in here with house money with some straight ballers on the squad, bro. So talk about how dangerous they can be to these Los Angeles Rams. I think we mentioned in a, in a few podcasts earlier, Doc, that, you know, this team really reminds me of, you know, the 1998 St. Louis Rams. And where we were 4-12, and 12, we had some guys that had made some plays in the league, but we just were not a team. We needed an influx of uh, free agents like they got. They got an influx of free agents on the defensive side, guys who had been around winning. So they brought that winning mentality to Cincinnati. You bring in a Joe Burrow and all the weapons that they have on offense. Doc, this team was 4-11-1 last year, and they're in the Super Bowl this year. So I've seen this story before. I mean, there's a lot of talk going around about this being the year of the Tiger. And uh, Doc, it, I mean, it's, it's what it is. It may be the year of the Tiger, but there's always a ram in the bush. You got dang right. That's been that since the beginning of time. Go get him. No, I leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? Leave, hey, hey, leave my guy alone. But anyway, bro, leave Isaac alone. Get that ram right. <laughs> but yeah, hey, but hey, but bro, for real, man. Just now, you know, it, it ain't really no more talking to do, bro. Super Bowl 56 is here, so we I, ain't all this pontificating. We can say this and say that. You know, let's move on to some other things that the Rams have been involved in. Now, you talk about a lot of gold jackets in the room, right? So the Hall of Fame just announced who the new gold jackets are going to be. One run, one big ram is there, Dick Vermeil, your head coach, man. He has been, you know, uh, 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 not inducted yet, but he's making the Hall of Fame. How does that make you feel, bro? Because Dickie V took two, 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 two programs to Super Bowls, one with the Rams. So to see Dick Vermeil to you, because I remember seeing him at your Hall of Fame induction ceremony, he didn't cry. But I was waiting on him to cry. You know what I'm saying? But talk about how it feels, man, to see Dickie V get in, bro. Coach Dickie well, like you, Like you mentioned, you know, two different franchises that were in disarray, Doc, when he got there. And he took two franchises to the Super Bowl. Made Super Bowl appearances, winning a championship with the St. Louis Rams. So, you know, he's a very emotional guy, Doc. I mean, he'll cry at the drop of a hat. He's loyal, uh, sometimes to a fault, I thought. But at the same time, man, he's a he's a not really a player's coach, but he gets the best out of his players no matter what. We've seen it done in Philly. We saw it done in St. Louis with the St. Louis Rams. And we also saw it done in Kansas City when he went to Kansas City. So there's a lot of winning that he did. He, got, and he took a 14-year hiatus from coaching. And then to come back and accomplish what he did, man, it's special. So I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm happy for Coach Vermeil. Um, I think that, you know, he owns a wine company, so it's going to be tears and wine for everybody at his celebration. Whining and wine. And it's, uh, have you talked to him yet? Have you seen him? Is he there? Oh, yeah. 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 I saw him last night. You know, we hugged. We congratulated each other. And I uh, just told him, and I was happy for him and uh, his wife, Carol. Uh, just, a, just a long haul. That doc, he's, he's 80, I think, 83 years old, man, moving around, still, you know, working on his farm up in PA. But uh, very energetic, and I'm just happy for him. Happy that it happened while he's still here, you know? Now, let's, we're going to go through quickly about the other guys who got in. I mean, salute him. Tony Baselli got in. Cliff Branch, you know, he's been, you know, yeah. eligible for a long time. Leroy Butler, yeah. knock your head off. Uh, uh, yeah. Richard Seymour, you know. Hambo Leak. 
Lambo Leap, yeah. Richard Seymour, the, the, the Patriot legend, Sam Mills, Bryant Young from the 49ers, man. Those dudes, that is the Hall of Fame class. Now, there are some guys that names are not there. I'm going to ask you about. But first, because this is going to be your first Hall of Fame going to, man, with your gold jacket on, they, they, you know, inducted. So it's good to see your former coach there. But all these other guys, man, Tony Baselli, real quickly, bro, what you re remember about him as a player? Because he was a beast. Yeah, the first pick out of uh, USC for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I, I think in their ex expansion year, uh, he came in with a great reputation. He anchored that line for about seven years. People feel that his career got cut short, and uh, that's probably why it took so long to be inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I just vividly remember him going against Jason Taylor in the playoffs, man, and they just had a war their entire game, and him teasing Jason Taylor. Uh, during the game. So that that's my my memory of uh, one Tony Baselli. Congratulations to him. Now, I remember Tony Baselli because when Memphis State played USC in 1991, we beat his ass in the L.A. Coliseum. I remember that about Tony Baselli, him and Johnny Morton, Curtis Conway, all them big-names dudes. We beat him, but, yeah, dude was a beast, man. Sam Mills, bro, tough little linebacker, dog. Sam Mills, he, you talk about leader, Doc. He was just the leader of the Dome Patrol down in New Orleans for a lot of years with Pat Swilling, yeah. uh, Ricky Jackson, yeah. Sam Mills. He was the leader. And then from there, he went on to Carolina to be the leader. They keep pounding. He was the guy that instituted that, that same for the Carolina Panthers, keep pounding. But just uh, wasn't big in stature, but his, his play, I mean, he was David standing in the middle of the football field. So that's who, that's who Sam Mills was. Now, wide receiver Cliff Branch, I think this was his last year of eligibility before moving on to the senior thing. But to see Cliff Branch finally get in, man, I mean, he was a great player that probably not a, not a lot of people remember. But I, 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 that dude was nice. Nice and very fast, Doc. I'm talking about he had that legit speed like a Tyree Hill. You can compare him to that same speed. Played in, uh, I think, two Super Bowls, maybe a three-time Super Bowl champion. He beat uh, Dick Mills. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. And I still remember him when Marcus Allen, I think it was when Marcus Allen won his Super Bowl as a rookie. Cliff, Cliff Branch is there running down everybody, giving that last block to get Marcus Allen into the Super Bowl, man. So Cliff Branch, number 21, he was unique from that standpoint. And he wore a duck face mask. So yes. that's Ugly how I remember Cliff Branch, man. Yeah, man. Ugly face mask. Oh, my God. They gave me one of those. I'm like, man, I'm not playing in this crap. All right, Cliff, now Leroy Butler, man, hey, knock your dome off, bro. So what do you used to think about when you used to face this dude? Well, Leroy Butler, first of all, we got to start with him at Florida State because he's one of those Florida State generals that really made that program what it was. And then for him to go to Florida State and be uh, uh, just a perennial, perennial all-pro for the Green Bay Packers, the creator, he is the creator of the Lambeau Leap. So when you see the Green Bay Packers diving into the stands after a touchdown. Everybody thinks about Leroy Butler. So uh, just a phenomenal football player, man. He was a great pass rusher. He doesn't get much credit for. Probably had over 50 sacks in his career. So uh, very well-deserved for Leroy Butler to be uh, enshrined this summer. Richard Seymour, bro, the Patriot defensive tackle, man. Just He just kill your ass if you let him. No, he was a nasty game wrecker. He could play inside and out. And, Doc, you talk about a guy who's 6'5", that can play in the interior. That's hard to do, Doc, you know, because game is all about leverage. But at the same time, he's a guy that can go inside, he can go outside, and just dominate a football game. So, I mean, he was one of the, the, the best picks that the Patriots ever made. A lot of people see 
the Patriots and know the Patriots for winning Super Bowls and not really putting guys in the Hall of Fame. But I think he's the most significant guy to be in the Hall of Fame that's played in that area, a three-time Super Bowl champion. Now, defensive tackle Brian Young, man, with them 49ers. Now, a lot of people used to talk about Dana Stubblefield, and I see your head just go back because Brian Young was a destroyer, bro. His name doesn't come up enough when you talk about great defensive linemen, but this dude yeah. was a destroyer, Isaac. Hey, my class member, 1994, man, and Doc, for years, for years when the Rams were bad and we had to go on the road and play the 49ers or they'd come to St. Louis and play us, I can guarantee you the first play every snap, it was Brian Young with a tackle for loss on whoever touched the ball, Lawrence Phillips, quarterback, whoever whoever it was, it was a tackle for loss. And Doc, it was so frustrating, but uh, he was just a he was just a hard guy, man. He could penetrate, interior guy, uh, pressure the quarterback. And, you know, it's, it's very unique when you get a guy who can pass rush from that interior spot. You know, talking to uh, uh, Warren Sapp yesterday, and he just was talking about, you know, the Aaron Donald. But Brian Young was similar to those guys as far as the pass rush is concerned. And he played, played the run tremendously. Yeah, man. Now, we talked about those. So salute to those. I'm pretty sure you don't have any problem with any of those dudes getting in the, in, in, in the hall. Yeah, because all of them are deserving. But there's another guy who's very deserving as well. He played on the other side of Isaac Bruce. Sometimes y'all lined up together. And this dude was cold. When I looked at they, they think they showed the numbers from receiving yards from the 2000s, and that dude was sitting at number one with all these other dudes up under him, Moss and Terrell Lawrence, Torrey Holt. Now, he's going to eventually get in, but you know how he feels. So what is your disappointment that he wasn't, you know, selected this time? Well, uh, my disappointment even extends to this show today, man. I, you know, I, I don't want to be talking about this uh, come next year this time uh, about Tory being selected, but um, truly just a great football player on and off the football field. Um, I feel like, you know, it should have happened a long time ago. And like you mentioned, when you talk about 2000s, the year, the, the decade of 2000s, and as far as production from a wide receiver standpoint, his name just keeps coming up. It just keeps popping up. He's a member of the all-decade team for that for those uh, years. Uh, very highly productive Super Bowl champion, uh, all-pro, perennial pro bowler. So it'll happen sooner than it will later, man. But it's kind of like a, a log jam that's going on right now with these receivers. Yeah. So we just got to make sure we just got to make sure that he, you know, keeps the right mindset and push through it. What do you say to him? Because that's your guy. I'm pretty sure y'all done chopped it up. Hey, man, I just press replay of uh, what I said to him a couple years ago. He's just waiting for uh, uh, the rest of the world to acknowledge what we already know about him, and that's to be a Hall of Fame player. No doubt about it. T. Holt, yeah, you got my vote, bro. Hell, I don't, I don't get one, but you I, I, you got my vote because you're you you a dog out there, bro. Nothing but love for you. Straight salute to you. You're going to get in just like, you know, I, I ain't as mad about you as I was about my boy Ike, but I'm still mad, but I was infuriated until he got in. So glad for you, T. Holt. Now, hey, bro, before we wrap it up, because we do want to, I do want to talk about the Super Bowl just a little bit more. Hey, man, the NFL gave out some awards. Cooper Cup, the dynamic one, gets Offensive Player of the Year, bro. Hey, rightfully so, you know, Aaron Rodgers MVP, but Cooper Cup, Offensive Player of the Year. Hey, man, Cooper Cup, salute that, Ike. Oh, man, great, great award. Uh, you know, once again, for the legacy of the Ram wide receivers, man, I think that's a, a great reward for one of us to have and just for – uh, just a, a year of consistency, Doc. I mean, over 1,300 yards, over, over 13 times he went over 100 yards receiving this year. So that's special, 16 touchdowns. And just to be uh, in that position, 
where everybody knows you're getting the ball, particularly on third down, and you're still producing at a very high level. Salute the Cooper Cup, man. And that's really ridiculous, too, dog. 13, 100 yard, receiving yards in one. That is damn ridiculous, bro. So yeah. salute to you. Also salute to Andrew Whitworth, man. Wins Walter Payton Man of the Year. So, hey, big dog been doing some great things out here in the community. So Andrew Whitworth, that's a good award for him as well. Oh, oh, big time. Uh, he does a lot of work uh, in the Watts community and uh, out here in, in the streets of uh, Los Angeles. He, you know, where he started in Cincinnati and to bring that same level of commitment to the community, to Los Angeles, man, it's great. So, Doc, we're, we're talking about two very high-level awards that were awarded Thursday night to uh, Los Angeles Ram members, man. So, dicing on the cake, man. <laughs> dicing on the cake will be a Super Bowl championship. Hey, but, you know, the Rams got two high-level awards, but the, the Bengals did, too, because receiver Jamar Chase was named Offensive Rookie of the Year, and we nice. know what he does, and Joe Burrow, Comeback Player of the Year. So these two dudes got acknowledged, and they should have got acknowledged, man, because they've had outstanding seasons. We just don't want them to have an outstanding Sunday, Ike. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, Jamar Chase, man. I mean, definitely uh, a great award for him to win. I think he uh, really showed the league what he's going to be about. I don't think he has a ceiling as far as being a football player and a wide receiver in this league and a great person off the field, Joe Burrow, he probably reluctantly accepted this award, you know what I mean? Because he, you can tell he has that type of mentality about it's either Super Bowl MVP, league MVP, or nothing else. So um, it's going to be a great matchup Sunday, Doc. Uh, some, a lot of awards on the field, but only one person can be, be on that podium at the end of the day. And exactly, bro. I want to ask you this before we get out of here, man. What unit is going to be more dominant? what you would say, our defensive line or their receiving core? Which one you think has most the most impact in the game? Because that's what it's going to come down to because Cincinnati going to throw the rock. The dude already yeah. said, I've been sacked nine times in one game. That doesn't scare me. So they're going to throw it. So AD and them <laughs> going to have opportunities. You know what I'm saying? So think yeah. about that, bro. What's more impact, the Rams defensive line or that damn receiving core with, the, with their quarterback as far as uh, the Bengals are concerned? Doc, I'll attempt to be as objective as I can here. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a receiver, and I know that, you know, we're, we, we play a dependent position. We not only depend on the quarterback being upright, but that offensive line giving him opportunities to get the ball down the field. I mean, we can dink and dunk all day long, but there comes times when you want to push the ball down the field, 20 yards uh, in cuts, uh, comebacks, and then try to put the ball over the top. And the thing about what's unique about the Rams, I feel like that we have a front four that can pressure the quarterback and still drop seven back in coverage. So it's going to be tough. I mean, Doc, I think uh, the, the Rams defensive line really gets after Joe Burrow. And like he mentioned, he did get sacked nine times. But the unique thing about that is that he didn't put the ball on the ground once. And I feel like the Rams getting after Joe Burrow, we're going to have to sack him and strip sack him and take away some opportunities from that offense and give our offense another opportunity to put points on the board. And I can be, you made a great point, man. We can just rush four. We can just rush four, yeah. and put seven. Yeah. So we ain't got to be blitzing and doing all that. So we ain't got to be, you yeah. know what I'm saying? We can rush four and let them other cats do what they do, man, whether they want to play a little zone back there, a little man zone, whatever they need to do is in Jalen Ramsey. But I do one more thing. Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase, you put him the whole game, bro. I mean, you can, but like I said, Doc, if you're getting pressure with that front four and we're containing that running game, um, I just don't see that happening. But, I mean, anytime you, you want to dial up some blitzes, that may, may be the tail 
for the Cincinnati Bengals offense that we're in man-to-man coverage. If you're putting Jalen on Jamar Chase from the start. So um, that could be the tell, but I really don't see him really happening to follow him. Those other guys, Boyd and Wiggins, they're, they're very good receivers as well. Yeah, man, we got we got to see all of those dudes. So Joe Burrow, we're going to holler at you, man. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe, damn, Joe Mixon. Hey, bro. Running back, salute to you, man. But I hope we bust it. Yeah. I hope we hurt you, but I hope we bust you in your <laughs> mouth on Sunday. But, bro, anything else you want to add, man, so we can get you up out of here, man, so you can go make some more money? <laughs> hey, that's, hey, that's it, Doc. It's almost it's almost time. Uh, you know, by the time you 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 post this up, man, we'll be 24 hours staring down Super Bowl 56, man. And, and teams are really just really, uh, I'm sure, everything they've gotten, everything taken care of off the field. You know, like I said, Doc, you keep hearing this being the year of the title you know, from a Chinese standpoint. But there's always, always a ram in the bush, Doc. Always a ram in the bush. Always a ram in the thicket. <laughs> you show right. But anyway, that's going to do it for another great edition of Super Bowl Preview, Super Bowl 56 Rams Bengals edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. We out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.